The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day. What's in your wallet? Today is going to be a fun <laughs> show because Adnan, we get the dad up. Oh, we got a new guy. <laughs> new guy. Yes, Liam's here. Yeah. It's not Liam's fault. Liam's running our sound for a little while today. Adnan Burke, Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Adnan. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, Liam also going to be our social media guy today. He's a program director, moonlighting, social media, cutting up some sounds. It's like a throwback, Liam. This is back to your old days here. Whatever you need, I'm here for you guys. I would blame this on the campus-wide. I mean, we had a talent meeting to end all talent meetings. That was a summit, man. Historic. 450, maybe 500 voices from ESPN. All like There are certain guys being like, wow, still work here? You know, there was... It was amazing how many guys you saw pop in. Right. Every single person you've ever heard talk about sports affiliated with ESPN, they were here yesterday. So that's why I wasn't on the show, and that's why Stu Gotts did seven straight hours, which was amazing because I had so many people going, man, Stu is funny. He's hilarious. Oh, that, was awesome. really, that was really good, and I had a lot of people going, never let that happen again. I hate him, which is exactly what Stu wants to hear. Polarizing. Only, Hopefully more in the right. former, more yeah. than really enjoyed him. That only makes it more powerful. And then... I don't know why we're down staff today, but a lot of the younger hot talent, the new, the, the kind of like the the next generation of X Men, yeah, they were out late, and uh. so I thought maybe we'd be missing some bodies for that, but no. So like Wes Hartford took it on the chin last night from some so, famous young money, new money took right. over Wes Hartford. Because people last say, night. "Oh my God, I mean yeah. Al Hassan's here, let's go!" Exactly, it, Nick Friedel, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Katie Nolan's out. Yeah. She's out. Let's do this. Diana Rossini's like her Insta stories. From all over town? Was anybody like tweeting pictures or setting stuff out? Or no? I was out by like 7 o'clock. Because you want to know why? I wanted to watch the Pacers and Thunder. Yes, sir. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to get back. I want to watch. I'm going to present you with a theory. Okay. Now, so far, the Thunder are a disappointment. Why yeah. are they a disappointment? Because they trade for Paul George, who used to be with the Pacers, do that whole game. George has actually been pretty good. Now, collectively, Westbrook, George, Anthony's been, Melo's been brutal. Okay. And Oladipo has been amazing for the Pacers. It was such a weird game last night because all of them were bad. All of them were bad. Mm-hmm. The Thunder win. The Thunder are a good defensive team. Actually, statistically, they're very good. But on offense, they've been a mess. And it leads up. It just we're sitting here looking at them, Adnan, at thirteen and fourteen, saying, "What is the deal?" It's interesting you mentioned Paul George because that was the focus coming in. All right, George's return. And as you said, he's played well. The team has not been good. Well-documented Oklahoma City struggling, but he's been all right. But that often happens. Star player comes back, he struggles. Three of 14. Hey, I'm just happy this is over with. We got the win. We move on. The real issue now becomes, though, like, what happens with the Thunder? And at what point do you start to get concerned? Jacoby was with us a couple of Thursdays ago. Obviously, he's a big NBA fan and follower. And he said, no, it's, it's, it's so early in the season because the schedule is pushed back two weeks earlier in October. Anybody who's panicking about the Thunder is being premature. But then I start to wonder, Ryan, people say, well, at Christmas Day, I really start to lock in the NBA, really start to pay attention. And I go... I'm already concerned. If I'm a Thunder fan, if I'm following the league, I don't think this is just one of those flip the switch. This is where a guy's been hurt, guys figuring out the system. No, like you said, Carmelo Anthony, the fact he's been so bad, and forget about the, the constant criticisms of defense or all that stuff. He's not scoring. If he's not scoring, that's a problem. 
And I start to wonder, like I said, at what point does, does everyone get legitimately concerned? When does everybody go, hey, what's wrong with the Thunder, and when do we fix this? Because George could be leaving town in a year. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, I go, look, it looks like Westbrook is doing the exact same thing all over again. Then I saw this little bit of a stretch where I go, you know, who's moving well? It's mellow, okay? And then it's a just fall off the cliff. There's like a two-week stretch where none of those guys could hit a shot. And again, I'm telling you, their defense has been pretty good. They couldn't close close games. Now they're starting to win some of those close games. So Westbrook's asked about all of this. Again, the return of George was the game, mm-hmm. and they made a big – it was actually kind of a weird, odd game. Like There have been games this week that are close. Minnesota and um, Philadelphia was an overtime win by the Sixers. That was an atro- – I couldn't stand watching that game. It was an awful game. Just mm-hmm. poorly played. And I think last night was a little bit like that. But then it becomes – no, we're, we're not – we're not asking you about beating the Pacers. We want to know about you. Is this Thunder team going to be a top four seed in the West? Here's Russ with Cassidy Hubbard. It was big for us when we came in and you know, represented. Uh, you know, Paul wanted this win. We came out and competed for him. Your ninth triple double and including 17 rebounds. How would you describe your performance? Good. We won. Man. That's all I care about, man. Is making winning plays, finding ways to help my team win games. And tonight, we did that. Time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. Now, here's the thing. like We could do all like what's up now, but I believe we are dangerously close to seeing a public shift on who Russell Westbrook is. Okay, every single person you meet, there is a perception of that person. Okay, you know what? Do you, hey, what do you think of this guy that's in your group? What do you think about this player? Every player you go, hey, what's up with LeBron? Well, I don't like him because of what he did with Miami and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like him because he went back to Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> Right now, Westbrook is still in this, it's not a honeymoon phase, Adnan. It is a we-like-Russ, high-approval rating phase with NBA fandom. That's what I believe. And a lot of that is fueled by the fact that he's the guy that stayed in Oklahoma City. He's the guy that didn't join the Golden State Warriors. He's the guy that, even though he blew his own 3-1 lead, he became more popular in what is supposed to be right and the right way of doing things by staying behind and being petty towards Durant because, let's face it, Durant's popularity has taken a massive hit since he joined the Warriors. But there is starting to become evidence, whether it's Durant going, I don't want to play with this dude anymore, as one of the reasons he went to Golden State. Paul George, this thing not working with Melo right now, and the there's just stubborn approach that Westbrook has to his game. And a guy like Oladipo who left, and granted some of that's on him just improving his body and becoming a better shooter, but him becoming a borderline all-star – when it thought he was a salary dump six months ago. So what I'm saying is, is if this thing turns into George bolting, they barely make the playoffs or they get blasted in the first round, George leaves in free agency, then I think you could see this shift about Westbrook. The way we talk about Westbrook go from, I love that guy, to, man, maybe he's just kind of a new age Iverson. Yeah, it would be tough to see it happen overnight, but I, I hear you once you start to connect the dots and you see the evolution of it. Because all the things that people love about him, like you said, scrappy, uber competitive, fearless, trash talk, that can all become very grating if you start losing. Then it becomes arrogant, selfish, ball hog, bad teammate. Ball hog, bad teammate. Like that's, those are, that's the worst labels you can have on a basketball player. Instead, it was Durant left. Right. He got a triple-double. He won the MVP. He stayed like, yeah. loyal. And, awesome. And I am always... I don't really want to knock Westbrook because he does the one thing that I always think is the most important is, are you a competitive athlete? Do you care? That dude cares every night. He's so competitive. But there are other times, too, where I go, you really think this is going to win? This just just choke the basketball to death? (laughs) 
The Iverson comp is accurate, Ryan, because, again, little guy. People love to root for the little guy. Felt like a one-man band. The fact he carried the Sixers, that NBA Finals, that one year you go, are you kidding with, like, Aaron McKee and McCullough? Oh, he's awesome. George Lynch. Right. But then when it starts to get sour, it goes, man, Iverson, another 13 for 30 night, like three assists. You go, geez. Can you win this way? Right. Right. And that's where the Noxers to come. He's a great player. He's a fabulous little guy, but you can't actually win with him. You need somebody else there with him. I don't even know if this theory is accurate, but I think I'm getting in front of it. And that's all I'm saying. And I watched certain nights where, like you, and I'm not talking just you, Adi, and everyone yeah. listening and watching right now, where you marvel that you can play with that kind of energy, sustain that for an entire season. That is, it's there's I, look, I think he's the best athlete I've ever seen play this game. Wow. He, he is so impressive. However, there are times, and it's far too often, where I see his teammates going, maybe last year's team was the perfect team for Russ because there wasn't the second guy that goes, where's where's my look? i, I got to rack it back. Best athlete you've ever seen to play this game? Yes. LeBron. That's, that's the first one I would think of, just a physical specimen athlete. Yeah, I know I'm going to lose to a lot of people that just say, well, when you're as big as LeBron, him doing what he does is more impressive than a smaller guy. Than Russ, right? Uh, I just I've never seen anyone play with, and I'm talking like a sustained ferocity, and where he takes off from, and where he just he just abuses that rim. Um, I, I'm I'm factoring all that in. I think he's the best athlete I've seen play. The game. I love it. I mean, it's a bold take, but I like it. Sizzler. All right, Straight Talk Wireless <laughs> nationwide coverage on America's largest and uh, most dependable 4G LTE networks. Bubba, do you have uh, the new sounder? By any chance that we're going to start using more and more in the show today? The what now? There's a little sound bite. Like, I'm going to, hey, does Adnan look good today? I grew the beard just for the show, by the way. Got you it. and Will Kane have beards. It's hey, an all ask, ask him if, you, if, you, if he likes your beard. Hey, do you like my beard? Yeah. <laughs> One more time. Do you like my beard? Yeah. Okay, great. Perfect. Thanks. Appreciate it. This is a new thing. We got a new budget, so we got that. <laughs> Straight Talk Wireless, nationwide coverage on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. Aaron Rodgers says, hey, I'm not here to save anything, and no one believes him. You're going to hear from him next with Adnan today, the Rosilla Show, ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it, a guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Geico presents Left Brain versus Right Brain. After much deliberation, I've decided we should switch to Geico. Hey, sounds good to me. We could save hundreds of dollars on our car insurance. Which, now I'm just blue sky in here, we can reinvest those funds into my business idea. Oh, not this again. First, get some investors on board, right? Nobody is going to invest in dental floss made of turkey jerky. Okay, well not with that attitude, wow. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 
All right, we got Adnan today, so we know we're going to have a lot of fun. Coming up, Field Yates, we're going to ask him about the Steelers and Pats. Great weekend, by the way. NFL, there's some weekends where you go, okay, which games do I have to watch? Like, this feels like one of those deals you're going to be locked right in. You're going to get mad at Scott Hansen and be like, get off of this game. I need to get back to. So. He and Andrew Siciliano, by the way. I love their work. Those I love how you always keep it fair. You're always such an equal guy. Adnan Burke today. <laughs> Just, um,. You know, making sure everybody feels involved. Those guys included. are both awesome. Think about the way Red Zone has changed people's lives. And those, that is not an easy job. You and I know that. You're in the chair the whole time, channel flipping for an entire nation that wants offense. They want touchdowns. I like when Hanson gets annoyed with the guys in the truck. And it doesn't happen very often. But as somebody who, you know, does TV for a living, right. I can tell where it'll be like, you know, when Hanson's being soft about it, be like, all right, guys, you got to get out of, all right, let's get out of this Giants game. We'll get it over to, you know, whatever. And then. Right. And then, hey guys, 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 we got we got to go yeah. back. We got to go back to Vikings. <laughs> we got to go back to Vikings. Well, he's producing. Yeah, he knows. Right. It. He sees it. Because let's he go. He sees it all there. And then when right. he knows, like, hey, no, that's yeah. not what the people are going to want, man. They it's need bounced. Vikings right now. And if I have to be stern, I'll be stern, but fair. <laughs> but I'll be stern. Stick and move. I, I also get a kick out of that. I, I love whenever just people will mention, like we do it a lot in the show. Obviously, Shruti, Bob, everyone's involved in the show. But like whenever they mention the guy. Like, you know, on a talk show, they'll always show a clip of this. So let's say, Rosillo, you have a movie out. Okay, I'm Stephen Colbert. Colbert always says, he'll tell the game, go, Jim? Like, he tells Jim to roll it. I'm like, you don't have to actually say, Jim. They know when you just move your hand like that, just roll it. But I like when people incorporate behind the scenes. It's good. Oh, I see what you're doing. You should yeah. do more of that then. Do they want you just fitting what you're doing that on college football stuff? No, I think they're more just like just keeping on Jesse. Because I know those, they're the stars. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I'll do it. I'll, a I, lot like, of the researchers are always trying to find a way. Like, Brad Edwards yes. is their god. So, yeah. you know, Brad Edwards starts in research, and then he's on TV all of a sudden, and then I right. get researchers pitching me for segments, and I go, ah, we, we could use some of that info. And then right. it's like, okay, what chair do I sit in? Correct. And you go, whoa. <laughs> the danger becomes once you shout it out once, you don't do it for the other person. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and then next thing you know. Cool opportunity. Right. Okay. All right. Tweet the show, 1-800-Flowers.com, Twitter feed, at Rosillo Show. Don't stress over the holidays. 1-800-Flowers.com makes it easy to find great holiday presents for great prices. Like up to 40% off best-selling bouquets, arrangements, holiday goodies to order. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash ESPN. Aaron Rodgers is back, baby. Guys, we need the dad up. I know we got. I, got, I know we got new guys working today. That's not Liam. That's fault. not on Liam. No, he's a program director. Okay. He's just yeah. Sorry. So anyway, Adnan, uh, he's here, but Aaron Rodgers is back. Yes. Okay, but he's not here to save the whole deal. I'm just going to bring you the energy and enthusiasm uh, that I always do to practice. Um, obviously, I think there's an expectation of the the way I play on Sunday and how I'm going to play. I enjoy those expectations. I enjoy uh, meeting those or exceeding those. Um, that's what it means to be a leader in this locker room and, and the quarterback of this team is, is going out and performing and doing your job. Hopefully it gives a lift to some of the guys, but, uh, but I'm not coming back to, to save this team. I'm coming back to to uh, play quarterback the way I know how to play it, and and hopefully we all raise the level of our play collectively and find a way to win these three games. So when he was gone, it goes down in that Vikings game, which at that point they were 4-1. They lose that Vikings game, lose to the Saints-Lions, beat the Bears, lose to the Ravens, lose to the Steelers, even though that was close. Yeah, three and four with Brett Hundley. Yeah, and then they beat the Bucks. The Bucks are a mess, and then they beat the Browns because everybody beats them. This is not easy at Carolina, Minnesota, and at Detroit to finish up the season. They are a remarkable seven and six, though, despite losing. Who's probably the single? I'm not saying he's the MVP, but he does. I believe the most with the least around him every single year. Like I think we've done that conversation. We talked about it with Andrew Luck a little bit, right? But 
They're the ninth seed. I, the fact that I look at the standings and go, they're seven and six, and they got three to go with this guy coming back. Can they get to ten and six, and can they win any of the tiebreakers? Like they're probably still not making the playoffs. No, and I, I'll go even further. I'd be astounded if they run the table. Right? Like astounded. Like we're, we're wrong about this Rodgers thing. <laughs> All of us are losing our mind. Everybody's saying like they're going to make the playoffs. I'm like, are you nuts? Like I would think it'd be shocking. Like, think of what I'm you just so said. glad you said that because I'm looking. I was breaking it down before the show. I go the Panthers what? and the Vikings. Okay, the Lions and still the. Lions, the, you know, team. the Lions are in front of them right. in the NFC standings. Right, like, they're just, not going to be giving up. He's coming off a broken clavicle. You don't just insert Rodgers like a video game. Like, all right, bam, four touchdowns, no picks. Like, no, he's going to be a little bit of rusty in the first half of that game. And they're facing three really good teams, especially the Carolina Minnesota games. And they, they just have one misstep. They lose the Carolina game. They're done. The, the margin for error is so infinitesimal. They have to run the table. I don't see it happening. I'd be astounded if Rodgers can do this. Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers, ESPN.com, is telling the story, though, here of at least what the feeling is around the facility. Once they got to work today, I think there was a palpable feeling in the practice place, the Hudson Center across the street. There was a buzz. There was an excitement. You know, Jordy Nelson said that he was surprised that Rodgers was cleared because it took so long on Tuesday for the word to come down. But he got a text message that Rodgers was back, and, and you could see Jordy's eyes were lighting up today because, look, they have a connection that very few quarterbacks and receivers have, and Nelson, Randall Cobb, those guys have their guy back, and I think there's a genuine feeling. Brett Hundley kept them in this thing, and now Aaron Rodgers is going to take them the rest of the way. I'm so glad you said what you said, Adnan. We got Adnan Burke today, Rasilla Show, because I feel like there are different ways, and before I break it down and get ready to do the segment on the show, mm-hmm. I'll be listening to other people talk about it. Okay, and I go, hey, Rogers is back, and you go, well, yeah, he's awesome. And yeah. You're like, man, they're going to make the playoffs. What a crazy story, seven and six. <laughs> you know, McCarthy's probably underrated. Like, look at some of the wins he got with Hundley. Hundley looked a little bit better. They're not a very good defense, man. It's... And then I really dig into it, going, all right, make sure you read up on this whole thing. Right. You go, well, which group was getting bounced out here? Right. You no, know, the Panthers are nine and four. Atlanta's in the sixth seed at eight and five, and then Seattle's eight and five. The Lions are seven and six. The Packers are seven and six. They have those three teams left on the schedule. The, again, the defense isn't very like how. So give me ten and six, and then who are they replacing? Because they also are way behind in the conference record. This isn't happening. That's a big thing for me. Is like you said, the other teams involved. Like I have a tough time believing Seattle's not going to make the playoffs, and currently they're not making the playoffs. They are on the outside looking, as you said, behind the Falcons. So you're going to tell me that the Seahawks are going to fall out, the Packers are going to catch them, and those other teams that you mentioned, and they're going to beat those teams, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Lions. You can't, the Vikings might be the best team in the NFC. Like the entire conference is loaded, and they're going to beat three straight NFC teams after Rodgers has been gone for eight weeks with a broken clavicle and just show up in late December and just rally the troops. But here's the, they could they could do all they of it. Could they, do they it. Could win those three. And in fact, you're enthusiastic if you're a Packers fan. Of course, he's a superstar. You should feel great. But I'm just telling you, it's an incredibly small chance he can pull this off. And I shouldn't say that the defense is like atrocious because it isn't. But right. at ten and six. They still will have tiebreaker work to do, Correct. and they are five and four in the conference with a bunch of teams ahead of them in that category, and that's where they are where they are in the seating. I think the FPI number I saw is eighty nine percent if they run the table to make the playoffs. So to your point, just because you win all three, you're still not in. It's not one hundred percent. FBI, folks, I'm going to need the collective soul sounder because Bubba, are you hungover? Oh, there's a lot going on right now. You what, know, you? Just, I did Levitar before, and we're all scrambling. Oh, you had to here. do Levitar show today. Yeah. All right. I'm hey. I'm retracting my earlier statement. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, I apologize for the uh, the mess ups. Okay. Field Yates on Steelers Pats. 
He says this one isn't even hard to pick. He's going to pick it next in some other games. With Adnan, the Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Nobody's going to stop me. No, nothing is beyond me. I'm coming at you faster. No stopping what matters. Now that Human Resources VP Meg Ward has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, she's totally owning it at work. She even has her own hype song. I'm going to blow it up now. My workforce is really diverse. You know, different hours, different skill sets, different pay grades. We're motivating and engaging the right people every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Packers quarterback confirming medical clearance officially granted. I'm taking every shot I've got with Aaron Rodgers because I don't know how much longer I'm going to have peak Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers loves situations like this. He could not have picked a better three-game slate to try to push his team in the playoffs and hurt the dreams of other teams trying to get in the playoffs. It doesn't matter if he's at home, on the road, on the moon. If he has a collarbone thing, it doesn't matter. He's going to ball. That's what he does. He's better than everyone else, and I think he's going to win. We got Adnan today and Field Yates. want to remind everybody, if you want more Field Yates, because who doesn't? I sat next to him at this cool event yesterday. It was just everybody's. I felt better about myself. It's the Nickel Package podcast on Mondays. And as always on the Fantasy Focus podcast, subscribe now on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts. I also have an announcement I want to make about tomorrow's show that I just found out, just got off the old phone right here. But let's start with what we were just talking about with Adnan Field, and that is, I know I want to pick some of these other games with these Steelers-Pats, but Aaron Rodgers says he's not saving the Packers. What's up with that? I guess managing expectations. I don't know. I look at, I mean, like, I think probably the only reason he says that is because unlike last year when he made that run the table proclamation, like, if they ran the table, which they did, obviously they were in the playoffs, no if ands, or buts about it. This year, they need some help, even if they do win their next three games. It's really a long shot for the Packers to make the playoffs right now. I mean, you got so many good teams in the NFC that they could finish 10 and 6 and be sitting there at 7th or 8th place in the conference. Yeah, I, I'd be astounded, Phil. I just said in the previous segment, if he pulls this off, because this isn't three games against Cupcakes. This is Carolina. No. This is Minnesota. Like, I, I would think it's incredibly irrational for people to think, yeah, Rodgers because it's going to ride in out of the darkness, out of the cold, and all of a sudden, four touchdowns, no picks. I think it's incredibly difficult. I don't right. think yeah, difficult. certainly. Like, I would say Minnesota, probably the toughest game on that schedule is because of how well they've played so far. But, you know, even this first week, we've seen with players that have returned this year that, like, not all of them. Yeah. I mean, Greg Olson's a good example for Carolina. He was able to play played just a handful of snaps before that foot acted up. Now, I don't think Rodgers is going to be at any serious risk of injury again this Sunday, but you never know. What if it takes him three series to get going and Carolina comes out and plays great offense against a bad Packers defense? Certainly this could be a game where uh, Green Bay is, is scratching and clawing until the very end actually pull it out. It'll be a ton of fun to see how he performs, obviously, one of the key players in the league. Key matchup of the weekend, of course, is Pat Steelers. Yeah. It looks great on paper, but I have a tough time picking against the Pats. Sell me why Pittsburgh can win this game. Oh, wow. Really? Interesting. Because yeah. I'm picking the Steelers in this game. Good, good. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, certainly, like, first of all, like, we talked about the killer bees for a few years now. Yeah. Big Ben, Bell, Brown. 
Like, this is the best I think they've ever played. Now, Ben's been red hot of late, but. Yeah, 500 passing yards. Yeah, I listened to this. I heard on, uh, Mike and Mike this morning, or Golo Comingo this morning. Jeez, uh, force of habit there. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, that they have, like, fun. a possibility at the very least of having all three of those players lead their respective position in, in, in a major category. Passing yards for Ben, rushing yards for Le'Veon, and of course, receiving yards for Antonio Brown. And, like, that, like, brilliance there, good offensive line, and a defense that's, it's always hard for me to gauge, you know, like defensive performances over the course of the season. The numbers say they're a pretty good group here, but the stiffest test obviously comes this Sunday uh, against New England. Um, I, like, I think it's probably time for us to, um, like, not evaluate Pittsburgh as anything other than a, you know, one of two teams that represent the cream of the crop of the AFC. Okay, what do you expect to see them from them defensively, though? Because I think last year you watched them play, you go, okay, you're just going to yeah. stay in this coverage. You're going to stay in this coverage, and Tom's going to pick you apart. The, you're not going to adjust, and now no Shazier. I mean, the big thing here was last year we were talking about how the Pittsburgh Steelers have no options for the Patriots in man coverage. Well, then this past Monday night, the, the Dolphins play a ton of man coverage, and the Patriots can't get off man coverage at all. And so maybe the big X factor here, not to state the obvious, is Gronk. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, was the Patriots offense as anemic as it was last year, in part because you, you took away probably the second most important cog of it behind Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski? That could very well be it. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Chris Hogan, like two excellent wide receivers, couldn't find any space whatsoever on Monday night. I tend to think that an offensive performance that poor from the Patriots is not repeatable in consecutive weeks. I think there's, an, as, as much as the Patriots uh, embrace the week to week sort of dynamic in the NFL, if you don't think that players aren't going to be particularly enthused for this game on Sunday afternoon, like, I don't know, like, you're 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 crazy. Uh, there's going to be a, you know, for lack of a better term, like a major game feel to it on Sunday afternoon. De facto AFC Championship game, it feels like. You're the insider. You are the information guy. Tell me there's no truth to Romo to the Eagles. It just it just feels wrong at so many levels. I know. Here. Yeah, I love it. So, like, at what point do we get past, like, how many, like, how old does Tony Romo have to be before we start plugging him into, like, every vacancy amongst quarterbacks, right? Like, right. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. All of a sudden, it's like, Tony Romo! Obviously, Carson Wentz gets there. Tony Romo, like who's next? You know, I would think uh, Tony Romo probably has. Like, I think if we get through next year, yeah. then we just we retire the idea of him coming out of retirement. Right. Um, now, not going to happen. Obviously, Nick Foles. Listen, I don't want to say that uh, he is a you know a great quarterback at a starting level in the NFL. He's had one massive outlier season, but like it's hard enough to find thirty-two starting quarterbacks to have a backup quarterback as capable as Nick Foles. I think the Eagles are going to be capable. I think they can win a playoff game. And I don't know right. if they're going to. They can know. get to the NFC Championship game. But they're not winning. I think game. so because that's all it would take if they hold on to this. You know, look at their schedule over the next three weeks. Very favorable. I wouldn't be surprised if Philly is hosting the NFC Championship game. Field Yates, Adnan Burke, Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio, Rams at Seahawks yep. division still on the line here. And considering Seahawks got them the first time, what do you see? Man, I sure hope that the LA is not nearly as, as careless with the ball this time as they were last time. I'm still having a hard time sort of assessing the Seahawks' defense uh, without Richard Sherman and also no Cam Chancellor for the time being. You know, this past week against Jacksonville, 30 points allowed. Uh, so I think there's a much better chance of L.A. not running all over and around the Seahawks' defense, but not being nearly as anemic. I think it was 16-13 with five turnovers the last time those two teams played. Yeah, 16-10. That, 16-10. And that game was in Los Angeles. I that's a major home field advantage, but obviously... It's a tough challenge to go on the road to Seattle and win at that stadium in that atmosphere. I think L.A. finds a way to be much more competitive um, offensively. I think I still would pick the, the Seahawks, though, in a game that 
you mentioned the Patriots and Steelers are sort of the de facto, maybe first seed in the AFC game. Mm-hmm. This feels like the de facto NFC West championship, in our NFC West title crown, I guess, whatever you want to call it, uh, this Sunday. Browns are 0-13, facing the Ravens. Any chance? Are we going to have another winless season? I think so, yeah. I think they're tumbling towards it. <laughs> you know, it's it's ridiculous and it's unfortunate and it stinks for the fans, but a roster that bad, quarterback play that unsteady, yeah. And they're that devoid of playmakers. Right. You know, it's, I think, 0-16. It's, we're, we're, we're just counting down the days. I think there's a parade for that, though, in Cleveland. <laughs> they, they seriously, they, No, they, I think somebody was kidding around about it. Like, no, apparently it. it's actually happening. 0-16. Appar- you know what's <laughs> funny about the whole Browns thing? And, it, and it, it isn't funny, but it is. It's that because Sashi Brown's out of there, endorsing the new GM's in, and he's just trashing the previous regime. Yeah. And by the way, Deep Podesta is still there. Right. He's crazy. So he's just like, yeah, they didn't, what did he say? They didn't draft anyone? Yeah. I, I just saw the quote earlier on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, they didn't pick up, they didn't draft real players. They there didn't draft go. real players. Okay. The guys who were here before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was, so the fake players are on the roster now. They're still there trying to finish out the season. Some of the people that help scout those fake players are are there. <laughs> and it could be the worst quarterback class in history in this draft. And he would probably just take whoever the first guy was because of everything that's happened with the Browns right. getting heat for no wants, no golf. So you're going to say, like, you don't have a choice, do you, for the Browns? No. Like, you have to take a quarterback. Like Lamar, what if Lamar one? Jackson were the number one rated QB and he just goes, Lamar. Done. He's done. my guy. Yeah. yeah. We did He's it. He's a winner. He's yeah. proved at the college little different, level. A <laughs> little different regime this time around. Thanks a lot, Field. Thanks, guys. Okay, Field Yates also reminding you, the insider, joins us in studio, giving you the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. Okay, a dude, a famous guy, gave each one of his best friends a million dollars apiece. We'll tell you how many millions that was and how you would handle that. And if you think there's always one buddy out of the group that would have a problem with the way it was handled. Adnan Verk, Woj, top of next hour, and this week's sit-down, we just booked it, Carlos Boozer, when Prince rented his house. That's going to be tomorrow, so I just get that word. Yes. I'm a little excited, so we get a great show the rest of the way here. Adnan and I, The Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in obvious news, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from GEICO. This is clutch if you're a George Clooney fan. Even better if you're a friend. Apparently, George Clooney decided to give 14 of his friends a suitcase of $1 million each, tax-free. So he paid the taxes on this too, right, Saruti? So everybody's been... First, you start with Clooney just finds a way to become more of a legend all the time, right? Guy's an absolute stud. Like, one of the most... like People always say Tom Hanks, most likable guy in Hollywood. Clooney's number one. Phony. Philanthropist, humanitarian, Hanks. director, actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clooney can I'm do kidding. it all. I'm totally director, kidding. actor, multi-star, ladies' man. Men want to be him. Yeah. Women want to be with him. All that stuff. Is he, he's married now, though. He's married. Kids, he has right? kids. Oh, now he's yeah. a dad. Now he's even more like, oh, my God, he changes his own Yeah, diapers. right. Yeah. He settled down. Yeah, he, look he at knows, George. He knows yeah. what love really means yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no more Playboy George. Right. But he's got right. stories from those Not about days. You. Right, right. Not about you. about you. Okay, so he's got... I've always felt like whenever anybody does the lottery thing, they're like, man, if I won, you know, if I won the lottery, I'd just give money out to all my friends. I think we're far more generous pre-lottery than we will be if we actually were lucky enough to win it. So a million each, 
14 guys. Right. Like that's would you take it? I, absolutely. You would take it. You yes. Even, yeah. Although there has to be some guilt to be like, George, have I been that good a friend to you that I deserve a million dollars? Just buy me a car. Get me a Porsche and we're good. But you have to cover the insurance too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. It's so tires, all that kind of stuff. But I'm still saving you like 900 grand. Just give me a Porsche and we're good, dude. You don't need to give me a million bucks. You would take the million. I think everybody would take the million. Now, Saruti, the did the 14th guy... Was he surprised? How did this go down? <laughs> well, I think how he explained it, it was it was a group of guys that when he was a struggling actor in L.A., like he was sleeping on their couches and he had nothing, and they were the ones that were supporting him and made him get to where he is now. So he wanted to thank them by giving them this, this money. But, yeah, a car would probably suffice. Yeah, and by the way, how do you feel if you're friend number 15? Like, like you remember helping out... <laughs> You remember helping a young, despondent George Clooney, and now all of a sudden you missed the cut for helping out? Do you do then you hit call? him up and go, hey, George, call? I actually did a few things. Yeah. I, I made some rice and roni. I, I, I picked up the tap for takeout. You, you played games on my PS4. Like, I, I could t- I'll take 500 grand. PS1 back yeah, PS- then. Yeah, exactly. But that's Game a really boy. good point. Like, if you were the 15th guy and you didn't make the cutoff, do you call him? Call him and just go, I want 50,000. And I'll go away. No, you wouldn't. Otherwise, I'm going public with this story. I helped you, too. You're a fraud. <laughs> You're not nearly as generous as everyone thinks you are. I'm, I'm sure it, it worked out in the fact that I, I didn't even realize at the beginning that it was tax-free on that. Because then the way mine, why, mine works is that no matter what it is that anyone tries to do, and that's why we always did that worst dude ever skit, is that no matter what there is, there's always the one person that would be like, mm, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Dollars in a strong. The worst, you go, <laughs> the worst dude ever with the, the French prime minister. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. What was it? It was uh, good luck with the immigrants. Yeah, like, oh, oh, that's, yeah. yeah that's we awful. closed on that one. That was <laughs> that was awful. That was a very political phase. It was of the after Rosillo Marie show. Le Pen lost, which was yeah, a great moment, yeah. and then worst dude ever has to yeah. say, right? "Good luck, good luck with that southern border there." <laughs> that? I didn't work that Russell show on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, you can save hundreds in your car, business, or recreational vehicle insurance from a local independent agent. Go to Progressive.com today. Now that's Progressive. The 15th guy, though, that's a great theory because I don't think I would call if I were in a different situation. Maybe I would. Mm -hmm. And then what if George says, you know what? I didn't really like you. (laughs) I slept at your place a couple times. Right. You know, you hit me up for, uh, you know, somebody else to sign something from ER. That's not really cool. I heard about it. Noah Wiley told me. Yeah, Noah Wiley. Right. He didn't care for it. Juliana Margulies was a little annoyed by you. Noah Wiley's going like, how does how did how did Clooney end up? Right. That's a good point. What about other actors who worked with them but aren't as successful as him? Do they go, hey, listen, George, you didn't sleep on my couch, but I carried you in some of those scenes. Yeah, like do you think the first people that were on cold pizza watch first take now, like Kit Hoover's at home going, Right. Damn it. Help me out here. But Kit Hoover's killing it, so I, that's a bad example. No, but I know what you mean. There's like the first are... incarnation of cold pizza. Do they turn on first take and go? These guys could owe us a little, yeah, yeah. A little kickback. Yeah, just, you think we, that's what Noah Wiley? We, we, yeah, we. I, I kind of paved the way for you, George. There was times you showed up, hungover, still blitzed. Yeah, I carried you through the scenes. I fed you some lines. I grabbed you, Gatorade. I gave you the yellow one when I wanted when I wanted the yellow one. Correct. I drank the grape one. Right, and I can't get like twenty grand. It, it does make you think of like, if you're like that rich and successful, th- those are part of the perils of the job. Like there are people who are going to be hitting you up all the time. Okay, but people have never hit you up for money doing this. Uh, I've honestly, been asked to invest in some terrible ideas. <laughs> Give me one of them. Um, 
they're all like weird. I, I mean, the the thing nutrition is nutrition stuff, pills. <laughs> I, I can see a lot of the hey, Rosilla, you're jacked. Try this new magic pill. No, um, it's usually like restaurant club concepts, mm. and, and the thing is that is so expensive. And then you go, so you basically just want me to buy you a bar, and then Invested. my cut is terrible. No, it's just an investment. I need you to invest in it. Every one of my friends that's invested in a restaurant and bar, it's great when it kills it, but almost every one of them said it's the worst thing they've ever done of all the different things that they've done with their money. It's an epic failure rate. Like the success rate of a bar yeah, It's cool to talk to cocktail waitresses is like the first month you're open. Right. Like, yeah, I've got a little piece of this. Do you think so. most people think we make more money than we make or less money than we make? That I never, I never know because some guys have asked me about some investments. They're like, who do you think I am? Like, what do you think I'm doing over there? <laughs> And then every now and then somebody would be like, oh, you know, you guys are probably doing okay, right? You know, chop it up, talking to the Packers, Rodgers coming back. Okay, Woj is here. All hoops coming up next.